Welcome to Practical Access. I'm Lisa Deeker. And I'm Rebecca Hines. All right. And Rebecca, you decide what to call you today. Um, you have a topic for us today for our listeners to think about. I do. You know, Lisa, as we always talk about, I'm always interested in finding ways of thinking outside of education to help inform what we do inside of education, because I think we become so entrenched in, you know, repeating the past. So marketing is one of my favorite areas to think about because logically, you know, (laughs) intuitively, if we could sell the information to our students better, then they're going to remember it better. And they're literally going to, you know, air quotes, buy it. So the article that I'm sharing is called The Most Important Content Marketing Skill and How to Master It. And it's, it's, it's a very simple read. This is just a little, you know, article with some food for thought. Um, but the simplest premise presented first is, if you want to know what works best, ask your audience. <laughs> ask your audience. And we know that as teachers, but we don't always do it. As we think about going back into this next school year, yeah. Ask your audience. So, you know, the author says, you know, good, good teachings about listening, questioning, being responsive and remembering. Um, it's, about, it's about all of these pieces and understanding that every audience is different, including the students you're going to go in and teach. Yeah, you know, and and as I looked at this article, I thought, you know what, I love, if nothing else, you and I do know how to laugh. I mean, we can be in some pretty intense situations and we'll find somewhere to find something funny or laugh about it. And I do think that's really, really important, not only for marketing, but also there's research that shows that's good for the brain. So, you know, what we know is that marketing and brain goes together. Uh, You always say, I'm going to steal your famous quote, you know, watch the commercial when you want to make a good presentation, what are people doing? And I've been laughing because all the marketing commercials now I'm like, does anyone ever sell car insurance anymore? They're all Jake from state farm, Emu, Limu. I was like, they're all about novelty. And what we know is right now, the brain is really engaged by novelty because it's been really bored. I don't know about you, but certain things are very boring right now. Like I'm kind of zoomed out. I mean, a lot of things have become so routine. And so I think the lovely part about this article is not only is it a short read, but it reminds us that we should go with what our consumers want, have fun with it. They should love it, but they should be laughing. And, you know, it's like, I don't know why you watch this same commercial over and over again, but it's funny. You watch a funny movie over and over, you know, the punchline beforehand. Um, but again, you watch it over and over again. So I do think that that's important to recognize the, the relationship of marketing in the brain. Yeah. And you, and, and, Humor, definitely. Anything that's novel, engaging, as you said. And for teachers, it's always funny because when you hear about using humor, it's like, yeah, I recognize that not all of us are funny. (laughs) Okay, that's just the truth. And not not all of us can pull it off. But there are conventions of comedy that we can employ. In the case of teaching, um, as mentioned in this article, it's important to be self-deprecating and, and not take yourself too seriously. So it is about kind of reframing how we see ourselves and how we present ourselves to the audience so that they understand that we are, we're working <clears throat> with them. It's not about making jokes about kids. If you're going to joke about anything, it's got to be self-deprecating. It's got to be professional. It's not about telling a joke. Um, it's more about breaking the ice in creating a more relaxed atmosphere. So if you, you know, you mentioned some, some 
insurance commercials. It's also about repetition. It's the repetition of characters because that's what your brain remembers. You're not processing that new Geico gecko every single time because you're already familiar with it. So these patterns are really important for marketers. And as the marketers of content, we need to be mindful of that as well. So getting good patterns, getting good repetition, but making sure that the things that we're presenting, you know, are consumable by our audience. And I keep using those words because our students are literally our audience. You know, and it's funny because you and I both love to present. I mean, that's something we do for fun all the time. I mean, we see it as fun. I mean, we enjoy it. Yet you and I are the first to pull in a cute, funny video clip or an example from a classroom, not only because the brain likes novelty, but we also find sometimes that's inspirational. We like a good story. And I think that's another thing is how do you inspire? Well, sometimes you inspire by showing something besides yourself. I mean, all inspiration for every content and every scenario can't come from within you. So I often love that you and I have personal stories that we inspire with, but we are also not afraid to pull in other content from experts to help, to help inspire. And I was, you know, as I was looking at this topic, I did, I did see another article that caught my eye. So I read it as well. Why education is a powerful content marketing strategy and it's 17 examples. There are examples I didn't, I didn't love because some were a little bit outdated, but here were a few thoughts from that article that I want to also share. One is in marketing, you know, number one rule They say, our customers don't care about our products or services. They care about themselves. And you know what? We forget that as teachers. We assume everybody's motivated by something external. No, most students are sitting there caring mostly about themselves. So what we're providing has to fulfill their needs and what they perceive their needs not what we want them to do. And I think people are finding that more and more and more. So we have to get back to that connection that makes learning internal. Um, At the end of the day, this article says, our content needs to help us sell more, lower expenses, or create happier customers. And I think as we repeat in every podcast in some way, shape or form, we got to focus on creating happier customers if we want them to learn more. Yeah. And I'll go with my last tip on marketing, which is, you know, whatever I like to call an inclusive classroom, a resort or a buffet. (laughs) It's on the menu and there's lots of things to do. And so nobody wants to show up in a resort that, you know, has a pool that you can't get into or is, you know, outdated or ugly, or that you can only get in a pool. There's lounge chairs, there's jet skis, or you don't want to go to a buffet. That's just meat unless you're, you know, on a keto diet or just chocolate, unless you're me. Um, so again, I think that what we know is novelty and choice are part of marketing, but I think marketing also says you market something somebody wants to go to instead of marketing what you've been doing for the last 10 to 15 years. And I think sometimes we get caught into liking repeating our patterns because we are the teacher, but we have to remember our consumers are really looking for choice and novelty, which goes back to that magical word, universal design for learning. (laughs) She likes to get that in. So end of the day, great topic for you guys to look at. I mentioned it, I think almost every season, go back and, and do quick search for marketing look at some marketing tips and think about how that can help shape what you bring in the fall.
Thanks for joining us. And if you have questions, please post them on our Facebook page at uh, Practical Access, or you can tweet us at Access Practical.